Uh, your martini swirl was very well timed there, or martini uh, sip and swirl. Well done, Greg. That was very. Uh, do another one for us because it was so nice. This is a miracle we're on the air right now because two minutes ago, all sorts of other things were happening. What's the drink of the night, yeah. Greg? Um, the drink of the night is a Manhattan, as per usual. As per usual. Yeah. What are you drinking, drink. LB? I'm having a Manhattan because I knew you were having a Manhattan. And so I'm wow. having a Manhattan as well. How's your Manhattan, LB? Oh, I don't have a Manhattan. It's, That's not right. It's delicious. Well. <laughs> Where are you, Greg? That's not your usual bookshelf behind you. I'm away. I'm away for the weekend, Zeb. Oh, okay. At an yeah. undisclosed location. At a looks secret very location. Much like, it looks like Greg Smith's basement a little bit, so I'm pleased with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's not where I am. But We won't ask. We won't press any further. LB, yep. you've got some big news for us coming later in the show, because officially we're going to hear yeah. a brand new trailer for the, yeah, for the, the World Beneath. The World right? Beneath, the thank series, you. The new audio series. And... And we're going to give you guys the release date. And you'll see that I am going to win that wager that we were talking about last Friday of who's going to get to the finish line first. Is it me? Oh, I don't know. Is it me? Is it, it's me. I, I win. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> do, you think, Yahoo, I, yeah. do you think Smith and Yahoo's going? I'm not sure he is yet. I think he's still trying. I think he's still trying. So... I don't think uh, he's ever going to go. Yeah. I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to carpet over him. He'll just be in the chair, and they'll just sit on top of him and keep. Yeah, he, know, he's, stuff, he's right? trying to do a January the sixth just for them in Israel. Although it's a bit, it's a bit um, iterative of what we've just been through. You see the little Roger Stone. He's our little mascot tonight. You, I you saw see that. There he is. He was in the news a lot this week. We did a show about him on Tuesday about the case against him and the insurrection. And then yesterday there was more news about him and being now tied to two of the three percenters, third group of militia that we haven't spoken about before in the recent past, now tied to Roger Stone for January the 6th, because that was just a day for tourists to travel through the capital. So that's going to come up a little later on in the show, but it was, speaking of Roger Stone, almost uh, 49 years ago to the day that the Washington Post published a story that said that one of Nixon's staffers, full-time staffers, was actually part of the Watergate operation to, to break into Watergate. The actual burglary happened a year earlier, but now the Nixon aide was being held. Disclosures that a salaried Nixon campaign security expert was one of the five men arrested during a break-in at Democratic National Committee headquarters has prompted Democratic accusations of political espionage. So we're looking back almost 50 years ago, and I know that's a significant uh, time for both of us because you and me, Greg, we were not even alive. However, is he Joey Sox Gigliani? Like, like, what's the last name there? Barker. Cuban born Bernard oh. Barker. Have you looked at the vote totals for 1972? This shit was not close. He did uh, not need to be in there. It was a fucking. Yeah. He beat the crap out of McGovern. It wasn't close. This is like when Belichick yeah. did Spygate to, to, to videotape the practices for the New York Jets. Guys, you're the Patriots. You don't need to videotape the New York Jets. Have you learned nothing? True, but Watergate? I think I loved that Jets reference because you know how much I love the baseball. But if we could get back to Watergate, <laughs> so almost 50 years later, here we are, and we have another scandal involving 
well, just on periphery, maybe, but certainly Donald Trump now spying on the House Intelligence Committee, spying on many journalists. And we can call it many other things. We can call it metadata. We can call it the Justice Department inquiring or whatever you want to call it. But really, it's spying. There's no other way to describe yeah. what was going on. Any amount of information that could have been gotten by the Justice Department on behalf of Donald Trump could have embarrassed or derailed some of these politicians, could have really hurt some of these, these journalists, but also could have derailed the investigation into that impeachment. Greg, I know you have a lot of thoughts about this, but it seems to me like this is probably as big a scandal as Watergate because it's very similar. And there's no physical break-in per se, but it's what's the difference between breaking in and just spying on somebody because you can't do it electronically now? First of all, this is orders of magnitude worse than Watergate. Right. What, what Trump has done here is weaponize the DOJ to go after his political enemies, which is something that we all were afraid would happen. I, I can't stress enough how close we were to utter disaster. If Trump had won that election, we would not be safe to even have this show. We would probably have to leave the country because the, the journalists and the critics and the, the dissidents would be next on the list of people to be rounded up okay. as, as we veer okay. towards autocracy. Okay. And this is what my thought today, I, I had this thought yesterday, actually, not that it matters, not that anyone's keeping track on when my thoughts are had, but Everything that's happened has been such a slow, like boiling frog kind of thing that it's really remarkable to go back and look at what's happened. And sometimes I think, okay, what if somebody was beamed here from Mars and they were a reporter from Mars writing about this? Or what if it was an American journalist reporting on what has happened from in somewhere like Angola or Mozambique or one of these more corrupt countries? You have in 2016, you have an election between a prohibitive favorite and a guy with years of underworld criminal ties. And that guy loses. He loses the popular vote by three, almost 3 million votes. Pretty decisively, he loses the popular vote. But because of some bullshit rule that almost no one can explain, he gets to be president. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, if this was Angola, we would be like, electoral what college? Fuck, yeah, fuck. You yeah, know? it's expected so maybe over there. Okay. The fact yeah. that he's president at all, we were, we're we all we all did that thing in 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 U.S. history. It's sophomore year in high school where we learned about the electoral college. But it's think about it here. He lost by 2.8 million votes, and he got to be president anyway. That is batshit. Okay, it's but that is shit. accounted for. That is at least within the constitutional rule. Because of very slim margins in states that he bragged about, maybe he was going to win beforehand. Yeah. yeah, and then the Russians helped. There's this whole like tech side of things. Yeah, it is. We were it. Looking, if this happened in Angola, we would say that shit was rigged. It was awful. But it's not Angola. This is the United States of fucking America. Nothing like that could ever happen here. Then he goes into the White House. He installs a fucking oil CEO to be Secretary of State. Yeah. Follow what, what immediately follows is that three two thirds of the diplomats res, are, are gone. So yeah. all that institutional Got memory, the all that experience, State Department, the entire State Department, gone. Yeah. Okay, the State Department is fucking gutted. Mm -hmm. He puts Rick Grinnell, about as corrupt <laughs> a loser, unqualified schmuck bag, tool of some Moldovan oligarch. <laughs> then he gets this Mnuchin guy with his weird girlfriend that there's photos of them parading around Fort Knox, holding up hundred dollar bill sheets 
Yeah. Like yeah. he's a villain in a bad Batman movie that he himself might have produced. Um, in the Department of Justice. Racist yeah. Nazi elf Jeff Sessions. Right. Followed uh, by Whitaker, that toilet salesman for people who supposedly are well hung but aren't, right? Goddamn yeah. motherfucking Bill Barr, one of the most corrupt people that has ever drawn breath. Yeah. If this happened in any other country, if this happened in, in Mongolia, or if this happened in Russia even, we would be like, this is insane, guys. This yeah. is nuts. Yeah. But yeah. this happened here. And now everything that comes out, we see more and more evidence. Hey, the mobbed up president who stole the election, whether the laws, oh, people are going to fact check me here. The Electoral College is, uh, you know, dates back to that. Yeah, we know what the fucking Electoral College is. We know why it exists, okay? It really exists so that to, to prevent people from voting. It was the original voter suppression law. Yeah. The Electoral College existed because if, God forbid, the people voted voted for someone that the elite in this country didn't like, the elite people could get together and be like, nah, no. It was a check and balance. Person. It was a check and balance. I mean, no, that was, it was a way not of a doing check it. And balance. It was it, a gatekeeper thing. Yeah, it was a gatekeeper. Let's say, say they weren't quite ready for the full Monty. They were it's just going like, okay. Balance. Not a check and balance. Check and balance is a totally different <laughs> thing. This is a gatekeeper thing. This is like saying, oh, wow, you want, remember when the mafia was in charge of who won the McDonald's lottery? This is, oh, someone who's not a mafioso won the McDonald's mm. lottery? Guess what? You're not allowed to win yeah. because of some technicality. So nothing's right? changed. That's yeah, what this, this is. This that's, is yeah, fucking, that's the way it's been. It's been the system. It's, in, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's into the Constitution, but it's still rigged. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it's true. Mm. But it's in the Constitution. All I'm saying, and now they did agree we to find it. out. They did agree to it. That was their, their thing. Every day we find out more and more stuff. Trump did this. Trump weaponized the DOJ. Of course he fucking weaponized the DOJ. Do we really, yeah. do we think that Bill Barr wasn't in there weaponizing the DOJ? But, I mean, and this... by the way, his, his fucking daughter was at Treasury weaponizing. But it's course. not even as bad as Banana Republic, because in Banana Republics, they actually don't have the capacity to do this. In the United States, they can actually call up good, Apple and good, demand good, good. that they can want all the metadata for everyone that in, in, in Schiff's good. entire orbit uh, might have called. That is a lot of information that's unnecessary, and there's no reason for it. There's no, like, you're the predicate oh. for this. You don't just go ahead and it's like, oh, yeah, sure, I, I want those metadata. For someone who's investigating the president of the United States, you at least are concerned okay. about the optics. One more thing about <laughs> that, by the yeah. way. They didn't fucking good. find anything. Of course, because there was nothing there. Something, God, oh, we would know. So all these people, Schiff and Swalwell and everybody else, they're fucking clean. Okay? Of course, they, they wouldn't have done that. They're clean as a goddamn whistle. Yeah. All right? So everybody trying to put a hit on Swalwell because he once talked to a, a Chinese national at a party. Shut the Whatever. fuck up. I can, I can show you a couple of interesting things that I think are really worth it, and then you can yeah, do your answer in a second. So the one thing that I'm really interested in is not so much that I want to hear from Barr, although I do want to hear from Barr, and I want to hear from everybody yeah. else, is I really want to hear from this man. Where's my Rod Rosenstein photo? Remember this guy he was telling Nate. us that he never, they never spied on, and never even thought about spying on the Trump administration because how wrong that would be to spy mm. on the Trump administration. Meanwhile, they were spying on the Democratic Intelligence That's Committee right. chairman. And how did Trump know that Schiff might have been leaking stuff? He wasn't necessarily. But remember, he went on this big thing that he was like, oh, Schiff's leaking. Schiff, yeah. Schiff might have spoken to a New York Times reporter or something. That's not necessarily a leak. That's just saying, here's a New York Times reporter that I'm talking to. And we end up with that crew yeah. of Republicans uh, storming a Schiff with their freaking phones with.
with them, yeah. right? It, it, it's violating all this stuff. And the Capitol Police not knowing what to do because, oh, okay, just let them in. No one's really, no one had ever really tested the Capitol Police in that way. And that breach of that skiff was the, it was like, we have all these beta tests. We had, that was a beta test for the insurrection. It really was. Yeah, it was sense. really some like little ground plane for that. Can, can we just storm this? Can we come in? If we, if we do it all out in the open and if we make it a big spectacle, can we violate the laws on the sacred ground of Congress itself and not have any consequences come our way? Yeah. So let's not forget that, that while Ron Rosenstein is shining off on, oh yeah, let's get, let's take babies away from nursing mothers and let's, la, 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 and let's, and not having any moral compass not anything, not any sense of service to the American people. Mm-hmm. He's just in there, you know, trying to save his ass like a mobster. That's yeah. what mobsters That's do. What very I know mob- you guys, people yeah. don't like it when I use that term, and, but, but I see no difference there because there's nothing coming in the way of that man just tra- being transactional down to his core. And then his only concern is that it's for himself and for his reputation or what are people going to say about me? It was so narcissistic. That scene in the Comey rule, I know about this. <laughs> okay, Greg knows too. You heard it too, Greg. That's, that was a real scene. The people who were involved in that said, yep, he was, Rod was crying for himself. Crying wow. for himself. Mm. So you know what's amazing to me is that we're managing to do all of this. In front of that committee and not investigate Devin Nunes and not investigate Cash Patel, who are running around yeah. doing real espionage, a real like provable really? espionage. They didn't touch that, nothing. Meanwhile, yeah. the head of the intelligence committee is having their metadata taken and journalists doing their job. So yeah, they carry this out a few, a little longer. And what's the next step? Say he gets reelected. And does he then bother with even asking the Justice Department or does he just get him automatically that he gets everyone's metadata that he wants? Oh, yeah. Or does he just throw people in jail or does he just censor people? Or like, where does this end for the future still electable? Like this guy's still around as a potential candidate in 24. This guy who well, broke the law, his entire, you know, yeah, go ahead. Is there a memo? Maybe if the Justice <laughs> Department has a memo that says he's allowed to do those things, maybe he can do it because the whole fucking country runs because some fucking egghead wrote a memo in 1975. The Justice Department, there was a, I saw Merrick Garland actually addressing the nation today. And I was like, where did I hear calls for Merrick Garland to address the nation? I thought of ULB first. Then I thought about Greg Oliar because I think it was on this show first that uh, maybe you started raising that, where is Mr. Garland and why is he not talking to the public? And I realized today he's a little bit nervous speaking in public. And he did a really good address about the voters' rights and how they're going to be investigating voters' rights. And I was impressed by the fact that he did it because it was really reassuring and it actually made some news. And there was a feeling around, certainly the cable channels today, that's, hey, progress. Look at him taking a tough stand on all these voters' rights. So I was pleased to see him out in public and I'm giving you all the credit LB for that. Good work on getting a Mary Garland to, uh, to get out in front of the public today. Yeah. I don't know if I did that. You might've started it. I, mean, I, I heard other people talk it about it. Because, yeah. yeah, because, and I think that I, I do think uh, I'm getting a little secret, little cat out of the bag. Just watching him as someone who writes character. That's all I do is write character for decades and decades. And you can pick up on people's tells. I'm a terrible poker player. I, I wish I could figure out how to make that work. <laughs> I, bet you're, I bet you're a good because poker player. Because I show, no, I show way too many. I have 8,000 tells all day long. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm so, 
everything's so open. But watching him, I was like, I think this guy, he cares a lot about how he's perceived. He does. Yes. Uh, that's meaningful to him. Yes. Um, his, uh, whereas Barr didn't give a shit how anybody. He's like, okay, I can be the, I'll be the devil. Fine. If that gets right. me what I want, fine. Merrick Garland cares a lot about how he's perceived. And so I do think that we have a voice with this Justice Department and with this Attorney General, where if we raise it and say, look, just talk to us, just talk to us. You don't have to compromise anything, mm -hmm. but we need you to come out in front of us and, and talk to us about what is going on. And I think in ways like that, as, as we raise our voices as the American people, we, we and it's appropriate. We're supposed to do that. Yes, that's, that's part of that's the most. There's a constitutional protection where we question authority and we call them to the carpet to speak to us. They must speak to us. And I'm pleased that he's talking now. And I it was think very reassuring. It was really reassuring, well, especially on the voters' yes, rights. Yes, because you know we yes. hadn't heard him. Maybe we haven't heard him, but we hadn't heard him on this topic at all. So having him talk about the voters' rights issues and how aggressively they were going to prosecute any attempt to you know make the next elections fraudulent yeah. in any way, including the audits, was very specific and I thought yeah. very uh, very telling and really. And he did a good job. He's a little bit nervous, but I'm sure it's his first time out. Next time he'll be more confident, but. He's such a great guy and in terms of his career and his pedigree. You'd imagine he would be okay come, uh, talking in front of a camera, but he was a little bit a little bit nervous. The thing is, he's been a judge yeah. in that insular bubble where he's the head honcho for such a long time now that coming right. outside of that space has got to be a little bit of a wake-up call Right, for judges him. don't give press so, conferences. Yeah, let's get... I want to set a couple things straight yeah. right now because there seems to be some confusion over this. First of all, thank you, Merrick Garland, for speaking out. That was a good start. We yeah. want more of it. I want I want more about the insurrection. I want more about the Trump stuff. I want more. I want a press conference every fucking week until we get some goddamn indictments. That's what we need. I think he's a guy that seems like he's able to learn and he's I agree with you, LB. He is motivated or influenced by public opinion more than other people. And I think we are. I think the influence aware. Helps. Yeah. I think he's aware of how he's perceived. First of yeah. all, kudos to him. Thank you for doing what we asked you to do. Please do more of it. The second thing is, more. there's all this confusion about how dare people take on Merrick Garland. That's unpatriotic, some morons say. No, it's not unpatriotic. In fact, it is the most, it is the highest patriotism because we're doing what's required of us as citizens in That's the right. goddamn fucking constitution. So anybody so that That's says right. that any criticism of a government official is unpatriotic, is a fucking moron. I just want to get that on the ground. Especially at times it's like this. It's not only I mean, that. Really it, it, these are the times. Uh, anybody pumping that into the discourse, let me be very clear here. Anyone pumping that into the discourse at this point in our his history, it's not really the history, it's the present moment, but in, the, in what we're facing, anyone saying, how dare you question or you just don't understand the way things work. Mm. Anybody doing that, everyone should have 8,000 red flags coming up right. the back of the hairs of your neck. That is what fascists do. That yeah. that yep. is yes. and people exactly who can think that they're they can think that they're wrapped in an American flag and somehow they understand it all because they have their Pacer account. No, you don't. Right. Stop attacking fellow citizens Expressing and opinions. aim yeah. your fire at the people that we must have hold 
others in power accountable. And right now, the institution charged more than any other because of the corruption you were just talking about, Zev, because of Bill Barr, because of Rod Rosenstein, because of what happened other, under the evil Keebler, right? The, the institution that we have to put all of our attention on and say, we are going to make sure that you hold the powerful accountable is the Department of Justice. Don't get any of that twisted. And, and we need to be saying right now to Mary Garland, you've got to clean house. Those people who yeah. approve wiretapping and all these metadata transfers for individuals that they should never, ever have approved, th those people yeah. have to go. There's no space in the Justice Department if those people are still there. And it includes, by the way, about five of the most senior people at the Department of Justice. So this is a, a really huge scandal. It's gonna radically change everything about the DOJ and uh, maybe that's a good thing, we need it. We gotta take now, a break. Uh, yeah. One more yeah, thing sure, quick, sure. Zev, I'm sorry, just no real quick before we do that about Merrick Garland. Nobody on this show is criticizing him for the job he's doing. I'm very sure that place is a fucking cesspool and that Bill Barr is basically oh, the last tenant who trashed the place and there's black mold and there's, I get it. No one's saying that Merrick Garland is corrupt or anything. Everybody no. that I've talked to thinks the guy's great. I am inclined to agree. But what we are asking for is communication, which he mm -hmm. gave us and which we want more of. That's yeah. all that we That's want. Great. Talk to us. Yeah. Thank you for talking to us. And take okay. some action. Coming up, we're going to get you a trailer from LB's new show, The World Beneath. That's happening in just a minute. We'll be right back. Plus a lot more on January the 6th. And that is coming up right after this break on narrative. Now that summer is almost here and COVID is almost gone, this may be a good time to get some things off your to-do list, like maybe getting life insurance. My mom is really good with finances and she's always telling me, what about life insurance? It's so important. And I can tell you that Policy Genius is a great place to get life insurance because you can compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? Well, you can save as much as 50% or more of life insurance by comparing those quotes. And you could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare those policies for you. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. This is how it works. Getting started is really easy. First, you head to policygenius.com and in minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and scheduling for you. Policy Genius never sells your information to other companies and that means you don't have to worry about your privacy and they don't add extra fees. Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Now that summer is almost here and oh, we've heard enough of that. Yes, we'll have a brand new update, a uh, new trailer from LB's new show, The World Beneath, coming up. And maybe LB is going to be able to tell us a little bit more about that. Wait a second. Where is? Where are you guys? Hang on. I've got to find you, find you. I noticed something oh. has changed. I've noticed something. I wasn't invited. Come on. You I wasn't so invited. invited. Oh, so I'm like a few hours away. I'm so bummed. <laughs> Are you allowed to come here? I didn't think you could cross the border, man. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. I wonder if they'll let me back in. But there you go. So, so explain to well, people your, your camera. Oh, I don't know about this camera, Greg. Oh, 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 there's my. Okay, wait, hang on. <laughs> 
It's for Greg's. Well, I have this ring light in my fucking glasses. So look at how much younger you look at how fabulous Greg Oliar looks. Doesn't everybody. he look great with a camera and that? Yeah. Oh, it's a very good look. So wait, wait a second. I'm completely jealous. We're, you're both at LB's place and you're we drinking are. Manhattans. And what's been going on? How's it going? Oh my, my glasses. I left them up there. We had to run to other ends of the whole thing. I, I have to change graphics basement. now and I don't have those. I'm going to have yeah. to figure it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm down in the basement. <laughs> I didn't mean to put Greg in the basement, but it was where we knew the sound wouldn't. Uh, but there's a nice, it's nice down here. It's really cool down here, which is good. But yeah, we're at, I, I have a character that I write about the Twitter feed of the sweet grandmother in New York. And so we are at the sweet grandmother in New York. He's actually my mother, but she is a grandmother. So she is very much the sweet grandmother in New York. And she is from Jersey. And this is where I get my mouth, everybody. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, bad. Jill Biden's also from Jersey, isn't she? No, she's from the Bronx, I think. Anyhow. I was going to say that because there's yeah. a teaser head to the queen thing, yeah. but then I got distracted. I'm still want to hear about what you've been doing all day. Cause it's just been like gossiping and you guys have met before. Haven't you? No, no. no. First. Oh my God. What was it like? I mean, do you have video? Can I see what it looked like? Was there like a reveal? I want to know. I no. want to let Greg share because it's, he came into a whole family and we're pretty vibrant. Uh, I... as, you, as you can imagine. And then I went and took a nap and left him to my family. <laughs> I, I got right. hustled. I got hustled in pool by the silent one. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you yeah. get? Did you get any good oh, gossip? Did he hustle you? Yeah. I so he didn't hustle. No, he didn't hustle. So, I'm, I'm so Greg, like, tell, tell me the whole thing. I want to. Hear, what was your first reaction? Was LB everything you thought she'd be? <laughs> everything and more, man. Yeah. It's great. She's, this is it's how tall nice is LB? Is my question. <laughs> She's like six four. It's really uh, crazy. I, 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 come, I come up to like here. I am taller than Greg. I, I noticed I am a little taller than you, but I was barefoot. Wait yeah. till I get those heels on. Then it's oh wow. You know, how how it's tall? A little are you? much. It's a little much. How tall are you? I'm I'm five nine. It's okay. not that. But with heels, with heels. With heels, I'm six feet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so me too. Yeah, plus. So yeah, yeah, you too. I should you and Marco Rubio, you know. Is it okay if we just he keep the stream up all night long and we could just all be voyeurs on your We could have a good time, the dogs could come down. My dad could he gave Greg a tour of his Shakespeare garden, which oh, was quite lovely. Nice. Um the geese are back on the pond. Oh, can I talk about that for a minute? Because yeah. okay, so yeah, sure. We yeah. go on this it's this lovely place that he's created this these garden beds and planted plants that correspond to various Shakespeare play mentions. And yeah, there's three cool. of them. And I was like, oh, so three like tragedy, comedy, history. And I was like joking. And he's like, LB's like, oh yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, yeah. so depending on your mood, you can go to different parts, different gardens. You can go and like hang out at the yeah, tragedy yeah. garden if you're feeling a little down or. It's just what he's developing is quite. So my father, and when everyone learns my name, then we can talk about this, this is the twin brother of Unk who folks on Twitter know because oh, yes. Greg has interviewed him and, and he's on. So they're twins. Uh, my dad uh, is, and Unc is, he's a spy. <laughs> he's an NSA guy. He's not, we put him in that big category, but he was it, it had quite the career at the agency for years. And, at the um, NSA, and right, we're saying? At the, at the NSA, yeah, 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 at the agency. And so it has helped us on the show a, a lot in terms of just really, it's, he's a very humble man. But when he picks up the phone and says, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna talk to my niece here <laughs> for for her show," it's been amazing. Everyone's like, "Hey, we'll do it." I'm like, 
really? Really? Oh, oh wow. So that's Ugg and my dad. So Ugg went that way. He went with the agency, went into intelligence and service. And my father became a minister, but he not after he was after he was a Shakespearean scholar and professor. Interesting. Yeah, that's where you that learned was, how to write. Where you yeah, got to in write a related skills. story, there's a lot of books. In, there's a lot of books in this house. There's a lot of books, and and most yeah. of the books are gone. He he really, I I was shocked. He got rid of all his books. My dad is amazing in that. He real he got a Kindle. This is 15 years ago now, or ten, whenever those came out, and they were. He was like, oh, oh, I can have all my books on here, and he got rid of his books if we, if we had to move there was a moving van just for books just so everyone could grasp <laughs> what it was like for me in my childhood every single wall in our home was a bookshelf covered with books and there were books stacked in the court it was just books he was a scholar and he was so thrilled i thought the books were so important which they are of course but it was what was inside of them and my dad this gives you insight in my daddy goes that was a technology it lasted a really long time and now this is the new technology so he kept his collections and got rid of everything else. And, but Greg is still saying that he's still alive. You know, it's uh, f funny he thinks of technology as, as books as technology. Of course, it is, they were. Yeah. Yet, and, more, and they last longer, certainly, than your Kindle yeah. or anything digital. Even though they seem to be less, less useful, they're not as books yeah. seem to last longer. And we've got so much more show to do. So still coming okay. up, we're going to talk about the world beneath. We're going to hear more about your weekend. But let's talk about January the 6th for, the second, for a little bit here. On the Tuesday show, You've could really confused me with all the graphics. Everything I normally set up has names attached to it, but now everyone is in a different location. I'm going to get this right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. On Tuesday's show, we spoke about Roger and Roger Stone, of course, and all his connections to the various things that happened on January the 6th. For example, he's obviously tied into uh, the Trump campaign and MAGA. He's ex-wife was uh, one of the people responsible for women for trump one of the organizers oh. of that event he's of course tied to alex jones of infowars the oath keepers seem to be his personal security detail the proud boys seem to be his personal security detail he's somehow involved in q because his name shows up in every q and on um, twitter chart that we analyze and now we can add officially for the third for the first time the three percenters which were added as part of a indictment yesterday so now there's two three percenters that are indicted and these are the dudes here's one russell taylor uh, he's the son of an orange county uh millionaire billionaire i don't know something wait, wait, wait. did you spell that right or is it a typo does he spell russell with one l oh i don't know maybe i got it wrong i think i copied it directly out of it. maybe i spelled it wrong but i don't think so i think that's how he spelled it could have been a typo i'll double check maybe someone can correct it's it basically his, his name is almost it may as well be Russia Taylor. It may as well be. And then there's another dude, uh, this guy, he's a yoga instructor. I got to do a couple of things here. He's oh, a yoga instructor. And, and here it's coming. I apologize. And here we go. And Oh, the suspense is killing me here. We'll just keep everyone waiting for a little longer. There's Alan Hostetter. He's number two from the, from the, he's a full on yoga instructor amongst being a militia member and a guy who said yeah. some people at the highest levels need to be made an example of with an execution or two or three referring to his yeah. involvement. How very in Stalin of him. Very Stalin of him. I spent a little bit of time actually uh, listening to his podcasts because he does these insane podcasts that are just impossible to follow. These mega podcasts yeah. where they're like layering on theory after theory and it, it just makes it's impossible to understand it. There's no reason to continue. It's just garbage. But it's it is about again speaking in code, speaking into the listening of people who are deep into 
the propaganda channels and have built this mythology. And then notice the semiotics of this stuff, of the guy with the flag and then this guy. Everything is about being really cinematic, right. capturing a moment, almost being mythical creatures in and of themselves. This is, it, it's a cosplay that's happening here. It's almost like you can draw a straight line. And I apologize to, and I was, fellow Comic-Con <laughs> buddies. This is what it is. It's tapping into a, a, a need to play at something. And yeah. what happens when you're operating at a fantasy like this on some level is that there's not a, a sense that there's any responsibility. This is, remember when Donald, everything was like, and, and even with the hamburger hillbilly lady, what was her name? That was the press conference lady. Yeah, the hamburger. The hamburger. Yeah. So when the hamburger was talking about, she would always say, oh, he was just joking. They were yeah. just joking. You yeah. just don't get it. We're just all playing at this. This is our game. This is our play. Mm -hmm. This is all fun. We're having a picnic at the Capitol. We're on it. We're tourists. Mm. We're playing. It's all just a magic. It's all, it, this is there. And they're entertaining themselves. It's a mm. cultural thing for these folks. Absolutely. And they, they cast themselves into a mythology. And the mythology is very complex and it can change at any minute. <laughs> But those are the layers that you're talking about. That's all about world building. It's crappy world building. I do world building for a living. I, but you know, they did it. Crap. But Steve Bannon was the king of crap world building and screenwriting, by the way. He was the worst screenwriter I ever encountered in my life. It's interesting so, you bring up his name because I'm going to bring him up in a second. So I, right, I, having listened to this guy's podcast, it is one thing I introduced out of a few episodes. And it's, you come, this comes up again. The thing that MAGA is motivated by is that they believe that the uh, Democrats are gonna turn America into communist China. That's their number one sort of fear in the world that, oh my gosh, here we come communist China. We've gotta stop the communists, gotta stop the communists, we've gotta stop the communists. Which is interesting because in fact, when you look at the people surrounding the Trump campaign, they all have pretty close ties to China. It's very easy to find quite a few people related to China, like all these people related to China, Steve Bannon, to Adelson, to the Kushners, oh. and his daughter Ivanka, and Murdoch, and his ex-wife, Chinese spy, Wendy Dang, and the Proud it's Boys like who got money from China. It's like they're projecting. It's oh. very strange. It's it is kind like of interesting, projecting right? what they're doing onto the guys that they are their opponents. It's so It's weird. very, very well done. Well done. Very smart. You're very, you get good points today because you're obviously oh, surrounded wow. by smart people tonight. It's not, a, it's an important point because the thing that they fear the most is actually the thing that funds them. And Democrats, on the other hand, believe that they are, the, that they're worried that the MAGA crowd is going to turn America into Russian dictatorship or Russian style dictatorship. Now, it's interesting because guess what? These two people happen to be allied to each other. So if you were trying to divide America in, into, which they someone has done pretty successfully, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have one side go say that they're worried about them turning into Russia and the other side saying they're turning into China. And I was just like struck by this thing today and I was like, well, that's a really interesting thing. What they've done is basically split us ideologically and it's worked. We're all as, the one thing I will say about Mr. Hostetler or Mr. Taylor over here is that they seem to be very patriotic. They care a lot about America. They really care that America survives and they care that America survives 
as a democracy, not as a communist dictatorship, as an actual democracy. I was really heartened by the fact that they did that. They do that, and they're crazy enough to even go to the uh, insurrection and try to stop the the vote but from that's happening. That's not democracy. Here's where that is here's not democracy. But I, up, right? Is that? But they're, they're brainwashed. They're, they're, by, that's very interesting, Zeb. I've actually never heard anybody make this point. I don't think so. By, bifurc yeah, by bifurcating the villains, the what you have is you have at least one side. I'm not confused about the fact that both of these <laughs> this is bad. The whole thing, yeah, yeah. Get rid of all. Get rid of it all. But by bifurcating it in terms of what the what the sort of fear of China, a legitimate fear, right, for the MAGA crowd, but making that the boogeyman and the big villain. They're adopting a pro-Putin uh, stance in doing that because Donald is in there. And he released a statement today. Yeah. Their orange god, lord, king, mythic, and beast thing. Donald, <laughs> uh, he, he released a statement today again, again, About tripling down, backing Putin's finding over our own U.S. intelligence agencies. So at least for one side, the weaponization, this bifurcation, it is anti-American. It is anti-democratic. They're, they're, they've got their sights on our intelligence agencies and our leaders and are just into tearing down Congress and rule of law and destroying the electoral votes. Electoral college aside, if the states, this whole state legislature thing run by RAGA right now, this is Republican Attorney General's Association that is in there corrupting and disrupting in this very shadowy way, much like the Federalist Society does for the Supreme Court uh, and all the courts, all the federal courts. You have this RAGA, right, which is so interesting, so close to MAGA, mm. in there helping to craft the new legislation and all of the acts on a state level to allow states to just throw out the, the votes that, that come in using the electors to do it. If we don't like what the vote count is, our electors going to go ahead and say, you we know, just decide. Yeah. Giving, yeah, we'll just decide. We don't like those votes. Forget it. There's got to right? be some we sort of probable guys. cause, but it doesn't have to be like completely buttoned down like, oh, like it was before. So just to put a button on this, for them, a divided America is actually a real boost for China and Russia. The more divided we can be, the best, stronger China and Russia become globally. And all they have to do is keep fomenting this division, which they can do through Fox News or OAN or Newsmax or whatever they decide to use, the Epoch Times or the Mooney's Church or whatever today's weird organization that, that's helping this division go on. And all they had to do this is convince one side of the country, just one side, that they were that they the other side was going to turn it into communist China, which clearly the Democrats are not doing, but clearly that's the fear that MAGA has. But we need to do some re-educating on the MAGA side, because boy, when you listen to this podcast, do you have a hard time understanding the logic? There is no there's no flow. There's nothing that you can say. There's they don't then they're not speaking in a, in the same rationale way as people mm. on the left. And, and I listened a few times and I was trying to be as objective as I could. And it's like, there's no factual basis to what they're thinking, but that's good. That means there's a real opportunity to reach out to that, to them and show them the facts and show them the reality of what's going on. And it actually speaks a little bit to the whole idea of we can succeed through unifying a little bit. If we can figure out how to get rid of this division, we'll win this. Let's just say one thing here. Yeah. We don't like Russia and we don't like China. Yes, that's good. It's convenient. That's, that's, we yes, could be against both. So and what we want yes. is democracy.
Okay. And yeah. neither yeah. of those countries have that. They are both mm-hmm. dictatorships. The whole, I think the reason they get it wrong is the idea of communism. I think yeah. people just have a weird idea of what that means. I think that these, the Republicans think it means something that it doesn't really mean. Yeah. Democrats think it means something. It, it, communism in theory, the absolute theory of communism is that we should share everything we have, which is a very nice idea, except that human beings are incapable of doing that. So it's never been that. It's always been, we're going to do that eventually. And in the meantime, me and my cronies are going to be in charge of everything right. and collectivize everything and nationalize everything and seize. It's and- a problem because it's a state thing. It's not from the people. Yeah. Up. Yeah. As much as they want to, yeah. fra- folks that are that way wanted to frame it that way. It's that the state is going to determine what all of that is, and that's where it's just corruption. It's yeah. just corruption. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's calling for that. There's Nobody no real communism. Yeah. Either place. Bad. Or anything. Communism bad. We we want Sorry. capitalism. Capitalism is good. We just want the we we yeah. want the richest and people in the United States to pay more than I do in taxes. That's all we want. It's just not much to ask. That's it. Oh, you know, people should pay taxes. Come on, Jeff the rich Bezos, people right should pay check, taxes. What the oh, hell is going yeah. on? Why aren't rich people paying taxes? I can't believe that. It blew my mind this week. It's like, I can't believe amazing. they got the information. Yeah, that's the, pretty. The, yeah. the amazing thing is that they got the information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the amazing thing isn't that the rich people don't pay taxes. We know this. And, uh, some, and they're, they're going to launch an investigation into the, these journalists. Bad idea. Really bad idea. Yeah. They've some launched one already. Fant- it's not right to, to, to go out to these journalists uh, for that leak. It's, it's, re- it's the journalists have an obligation to publish this yeah. shit. Some sycophant in the Washington Post wrote an op-ed about how, well, actually, uh, we don't want to tax them because, uh, you know, Blah, 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 blah. There's it's no reason not to tax them. They have so much money. Raise the fucking raise the marginal tax rate. Raise the fucking marginal rate. It used to be 95% or something for all of World War II in the 50s. Yeah. During the 50s, which was the greatest economic boom in the history of this country, the, the top right. marginal tax rate for the richest like 1% of people was 90%, it was over 90%. Well, the Rockefellers, and yeah. What yeah. do you know? It coincides with a period of a burgeoning middle class. It's not a fucking accident. This isn't rocket science. No, Do what not. worked yeah. before. Now, it's interesting as well that people have been misthinking about the For the People Act as something that was just exclusively about voter suppression and race rights, but it's not. Clearly, the For the People Act was designed to be a anti-dirty money in politics. It was the Anti-Citizens United Act. Two years ago, everyone was in total favor of it, including this guy. Joe Manchin sponsored the For the People's Act that he now opposes two years ago. So what happened to Joe Manchin in the last couple of years that changed his mind? Let's think about who it impacts. It's a very good act. And as we go, it's worthwhile just spending a minute here, if you don't mind. I can just go through some of the key points around around the uh, dirty money that let me just pull it up for you in a way that you can also read it the one thing it does is it celebrates the idea of small donations of under 200 dollars so the public actually having a great say in in who gets funded and then does more than that for every uh, dollar that you donate or the public donates the government kicks in six times that into the campaigns of of the politicians which is Incredible. And it doesn't come from your tax dollars. It actually comes from a fine leveled against banks for all their civil, you know, dis- you know, wrongness and all their money laundering, or whatever. So that doesn't cost us any money. It's the bank's money that lands up going to fund all the budgets for these campaigns. Great idea. Like no reason why you wouldn't support that. Then there's the Disclose Act that's part of For the People. That actually forces PACs 
and dark money organizations to publicly disclose their donors. Amazing idea. We want to know who funds these packs so we don't get Mercers, we don't get the Federal Society, we don't get all these crazy people without knowing who funds them. Then there's the Honest something Act, Honest Ads Act, which basically forces Facebook and Twitter to disclose the source of their political ads. Also a pretty decent idea. There's, there's a lot of ads that go through there. And then there's the ban or a limitation on political spending by government contractors so they can buy their way into their deals and into their contracts. And also a slowing down of foreign money into shell organizations or shell companies. I'm not quite sure how that works, oh. but it's there. Plus a deadlock mechanism for the, SC, uh, for the Federal Electoral Commission. There'll be five instead of six representatives. So there's no gridlock there. And then there's also no coordination, which has existed before, but I don't think it's been as clearly legislated that PACs and campaigns can't work together. This is a no-brainer. We got to have act. This is the thing that fixes everything that got into 2016, but the Senate is not going to pass it. Bullshit. They have to pass well, this thing. They have. Somebody's worried about their money. Someone's worried. They're it. both sides. This is just all about the money. Guys. Yes. It's all about the so money. So anyone opposed to this is afraid of what's going to happen to their money mm -hmm. and is owned. On they're, both sides, because the Democrats are also receiving absolutely. a lot of dirty money now. Yes. They are now the big yeah. benefactors of dirty money. So in fact, both yeah. sides, Democrats oh. and Republicans, need to feel the pressure of the people for the people. Call your senators. Ask them why they're not passing this bill. What is the reason not to pass this act that is so clearly important for everybody and, and the continuation of democracy? There is not a single reason that cinema or mansion should not be passing this. This is bedrock Republican. This is about as, as core American as you can be. It's, it's yeah. practically libertarian. So I, we got to see it happen. And it's the Anti-Citizens United Act. And it's yeah. been misrepresented this as something is, this completely. Is the, this is... John McCain would have loved this. Yeah. This is this is all stuff that he spent a lot of time campaigning for, by the I, way. Just yeah. 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 It's so, really important. But he's probably you know. a pro-Chinese Democrat secretly. <laughs> right? Secretly. According to the Listen. guy wearing the diaper with the gongs there. <laughs> I think <laughs> you've got to hear his podcast. I mean, it's really it's no, it's other level kind of I stuff. I think I don't. It's, I, it's like I don't even hear it. It's really twisted. It's really twisted. Um, oh, my God. But here's what you got to, and maybe yeah. we can transition from here. Yeah. These, it, we got pirates <laughs> around us. We do. We've got a lot arg. of... Uh, arg. we got a lot of people who are in there to just stick their hands in the cookie jars and take whatever they want, and they'll use whatever bounty that they've accumulated in order to make to ensure that they can continue to do that, from the Cokes to, the, to these packs. This is all about folks that have access to vast sums of money, and God only knows how they got that money, some of them. And they don't want any more barriers to their money, so they're willing to flood politics with even more money. And it's just, this is how corruption rolls. Mm -hmm. It rolls this way, everybody. It really is all about the money. So if you start putting in guardrails and breaks for what, how money can come in and corrupt everything from individual politicians to entire pieces of legislation to elections and campaigns. Spying so on the intelligence if, committee to all this. If you, if you start putting the guardrails on the money, you're going to see the kind of thrashing that we're seeing right now in, in the, and watch where the thrashing happens. Look at who's resisting this. Look at who's flailing around or making up horseshit arguments about why it can't go through or what kind of things we should all be 
really concerned about. Do you guys think this is about this, but it's really something like, look for that kind of flailing around and you're going to find that those people are, they're in there for the overlords, for the pirates. Anytime you know? someone We don't want to be run by pirates. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't. And we don't want, we don't want the damsel in distress that apparently Joe Manchin is, right? You know, so here, here's, or I Chuck do want to say something. Is, I mean, or Chuck Schumer, here's what I want to say about that though. I, yeah. I want everyone, I do want to say this for folks. I want to make, make sure I say this as someone who, who does have a platform and does have a voice. It, right now, there's a, a big push happening, I see, through social media to say, oh, what good does it mean matter to have a Joe Manchin or Krista Simona if they're just plants to thwart us? Okay. I, okay. 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 I hear that. What I'd love everyone to do is just put some ice cold blood in their veins mm -hmm. <laughs> for a second. Cool down and understand that having a majority means we have control over the committees. We have control over whether or not we, what we investigate with our, uh, and what we, what the kind of judges we put in from the judicial committees to the intelligence committees, to the oversight committees that are looking into corruption. We don't want to lose control of that. Trust me, that's the last guardrail right now, right? The margin is so thin that if we lose that, if we it, it, to think only in terms of policies and only in terms of acts and say, this is all that matters. And if they're not gonna vote our way, then throw them out and what does it matter? We just have Republicans running anyway. No, we have control over committees because there's a D by Manchin's name, because there's a D by Cinema's name. Yep. So what we need to communicate to the Republicans and what we need to communicate to those that are seeking the anti-democratic forces seeking to throw off our democracy and really destroy us, as our president right now has been warning us is happening. We need that force to understand that we get it. We can play this game and we can say, yeah, okay, Joe Manchin, we hate him, right? He's against this shit, but he's got a D by his name. So we're, we're going to play the game. We're gonna, we're gonna, excuse my friends, we're gonna screw you with him, right? Like, we're gonna use him against you, Republicans, in that we're not gonna throw that guy aside unless we know we can put- Yeah, but we got a primary every single person you. who's voting. There is but not a chance on, in hell that these I people should be back if they, they vote against us. We cannot lose what we have. What we need mm. to do is gain more. So if he's just a plug because he's he gives us the majority of the committees, fine, we got some plugs, whatever. Next election, we're going to gain even more seats. And then he's irrelevant. He's irrelevant. He's gone. Anyhow. We have an even broader majority. So I just want, I would just like to hear the folks that are with the, all the hair on yeah. fire. Just take a beat, take a moment and think, do you really want to lose control of those committees? Do you want to lose control over the oversight committee? Do you want to lose control over the judiciary committee? My God. But Do I'm you want to lose control over the intelligence community? At that, the, that, if we focus there and they see that everyone's focused on that, I'm telling you, Mitch McConnell, he might just turn fully purple and, you know, because yeah. that's the game. They're distracting everybody with this policy stuff. The game is power, raw yes, power. Yes, but the policy stuff is power a real gold power. here. This is the most popular bill of you could course. pass. Republicans support this. Democrats support it. Any senator who votes against this thing is clearly being bought. And any senator who does vote against it needs to be turfed in the next election by the voters. So West Virginia supporters. Yeah, everybody supports this bill. How can you not support this bill? It's, it's clean government. Of course you want to support this bill.
but we've got to win. We have to win the seats. We have to maintain control no matter what. 2022, if we lose control, it's a bloodbath for democracy. It is. It is. Well, I got to tell so you. So what I, what I would like is for everyone to just put that steely cold blood in your veins. Mm -hmm. If there's an option to this, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin was at a meal with Donald, Dottie Two Scoops. When Dottie Two Scoops was actually putting two scoops of ice cream in nobody else, and he couldn't stop being fascinated by this sort of egg-shaped, perfectly looked like an egg that had happened with his ice cream on his plate. And he spent <laughs> all of his time in this dinner. We had an opportunity with a face-to-face -face of the presidency trying to learn from the folks in the kitchen how they actually manufactured an ice cream ball in the shape of an egg. That's Joe Manchin. And corrupt, of course. He's a moron. He's super right? corrupt. He's, 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 there's no point in trying moron. to defend him. But he's a D. He's a D. He's and got we're going to get some there. more. We're going to get some more Ds. And then he won't matter anymore. We need to make but him not say, matter. This bill is the thing that can get us more Ds, I think. Just because it's amazing okay. policy. Let's go out there and make sure that everybody knows how important this bill is. Let's make sure that people who support it get elected. Because it's an amazing bill. And guess what? The Republicans all in unison don't really want this because they are so funded by the dirty money that they can't see their way out of this. So it's it does turn out to be a pro-democratic pro party thing as well as a small d pro-democracy thing. But speaking of pirates, so let's talk about pirates. Speaking of pirates. <laughs> let's talk about okay. some pirates. LB is launching an audio series called The World Beneath. And it's launching very soon. And you're going to tell us when it's... If we play it, it says it in there. Oh, okay. Everyone will start to hear some radio. I think our big radio push happens Monday. Okay. So on all Cumulus Radio and every rock station out there, you'll start hearing about this. Um, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you more about it once Okay. Week. Here we go. Next week. Treasure. What does your mind's eye conjure when you hear that word? Treasure. Swashbuckling pirates sailing their ships across the high seas, burying their chests of gold in a secret cove, then leaving a map behind where X marks the spot? Or can you see the all-American crime lords who amassed a treasure so vast they created a second economy, buried in a network of vice with coves of offshore accounts hiding the secrets of nation-states? and a map to find it that takes you through a wilderness of spies. That story began over a century ago when our nation's legendary mobsters, Lansky, Luciano, Capone, built an industry, an economy, a treasure that by the mid-century was worth more than General Motors, Standard Oil, Ford, General Electric, Chrysler, IBM, Mobile Oil, Texaco, and U.S. Steel combined. And, like proper pirates, they even did it with ships. Lots and lots of ships. The new podcast series, The World Beneath, is an audio landscape that tells the hundred-year history behind that treasure. 
In season one, we bring you 20 epic episodes that chart a course back in time to capture the characters and moments that echo through our world today. And you'll be able to binge the entire season at once, all 20 episodes, ad-free on Apple's new podcast subscriptions. From Imperative Entertainment, this is The World Beneath, the story of mobsters and spies. Setting sail on June 28, 2021. Listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Wow. Treasure. That's really good. Oh, here you go again. What does your mind's um, eye conjure? <laughs> That's really good. I'm, in, I'm into that. That's a very good sound. Yes. And I okay, love the, uh, the, the audio landscape. It's really nice to listen to. It's really, uh, it's really gorgeous sound. And your voice Thanks. is amazing in it. Thank you, Seth. I'm thinking it's yeah. a little bit Wisteria Lane-ish at the beginning there. Is that, no, were you inspired no. perhaps by Wisteria Lane? No. Oh, okay. okay. It's got I'll that kind of just a little bit of, remember that from Desperate Housewives, they had that opening with a piano that was very, it reminded me a little bit of you, of that. Oh, good. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. It went well. No, it's, I really, I really try to return to a, more of an oral tradition of storytelling. I, I think folks that follow me maybe on here under, knew that I was doing these flyerside fly, chats for a long time. And I was trying to really see, okay, can I, how do I tell a story to an audience that's not a screenplay and it's also not a novel? It, it's a narration with facts and history and, and bringing this sort of characters alive so I could bring a world alive through just talking. And it's something that I grew up with around, we're sitting around a table right now that literally I grew up listening to people just tell stories and, and oral tradition in my family for a long time. and. Once I knew I could do it, because I knew I was going to do this series, I was like, okay, I, I think I got it. And so the goal of it is for it to feel like those old radio series where you're, it's coming alive to you with sound and audio and there's speeches that we integrate from history and there's characters, obviously, that are driving the series. And I narrate it, but there's a lot of other folks, some voices that come and participate as characters. So it's, it's very immersive. It, it sounds very immersive yeah. and very much just a, sitting around. Anyone who studied War, War of the Worlds on that radio program when mm, Orson Welles did that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's But not fantasy. It's real history. And you'll uh, hopefully be pulled in by it. And I it's such important stuff for people to get a really... Yeah good understanding of what happened uh, in the world of intelligence and the mob. And it's going to be amazing to hear you unpack that over five series. And the first two, well, sorry, five the first seasons. one drops yeah, on. This is the first season. Yeah. It's called Treasure. So it's yeah. all about the money yes. and what happened around the money and how it all happened and came together and how we were able to chase down the criminals of the underworld through the money and what that is. When you hear things like, oh, they got... Al Capone on taxes. We're going to hear that whole story so you oh, understand so really what that means and who, who was involved in that and how that's tied into sort of a trail of data points. That's the best way to think of it. It's just this historical points in these moments and even scandals in our history that brought us to our present moment and the present threats that we're facing. It just is about giving this grand context. And so there's so, 10 episodes of that and then there's 10 episodes of an 10 interview. Episodes of interviews and then 10 follow. episodes of interviews. So all 20 episodes 
drop on June 28th. Oh, wow. If you're on Apple subscription. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> I've just been producing <laughs> all this stuff so that we can do it like a streamer. Yeah. So you can binge it. And Great. Apple's new platform, this is a whole new platform for Apple, and they launched their platform on the 15th. Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, on Tuesday. And so I get to be one of the series going with that, which is re it's really so exciting. nice. It's really exciting. It's so nice. It's so nice. But if you don't want to, if you don't want to sign up and subscribe, I, I think you should do it. I think you're going to get a lot of value out of that. It's ad free. It's great. And you can binge. You'll get two a week, one narrative and one interview or discussion. We call it the sit down. Right. It's a sit down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sit down. We have a sit down uh, with all kinds of fascinating people who know about the specifics of the world that I'm um, sharing with you. And some of them who lived it. So it's really oh, how cool is that? It's really fascinating. Yeah. And so others uh, you get so one and one if you don't subscribe. But if you want to like get the whole thing and actually control your own summer enjoyment of these things, you want to download yeah. all 20 right away. You want to do the subscription. Do you know how much it costs? I don't. You don't. But people <laughs> can so find sorry. out by logging on. But sign up. And, and I, I promise you it's not going to be. It's Apple. They're doing this platform just like they have their Apple TV. And now they have this. And oh, great. Uh, so it'll be really, and all the series on there will be really fun. It, it, it's great. So, we're, so people it's should nice go to Apple Podcasts. Okay, yeah, I'm going to. No, no, I'm, you can. You can okay. It's fine. okay. So people okay. should go to Apple okay. Podcasts and they should find okay, the word beneath. Great. And subscribe. Go to Apple Podcast, put in the title World Beneath, okay. and you can subscribe to it. Yes. Um, and it, it's also available on all your other platforms. You can do the same thing, but just subscribe and then you'll get it all. Okay. I'm so glad Very you good. gave us all that information yeah, because I was getting tired of answering all these questions. I, <laughs> so, or trying to answer all these questions. I, did, I wasn't trying to be cagey. It's just just marketing people and it's a whole I thing. I know that's totally fine. I get it. But there yeah, were people online. So it's to... like, when is this? When's the LB start, series I starting? I, like, I don't know. June 28th. June 28th. Everybody. I, so I'm going to look, I'm going to go to the spa for about three days after June 28th. Finally deserve and, to have your spa day. Oh my God. June 28th was the day that the Archduke was uh, assassinated in Sarajevo. I've heard the first episode okay. and it's, it's fucking so good. It's really good. And uh, yeah, it's mobsters and spies. And one of the characters that I think a lot of the story is about is somebody that I had not heard of who it turns out is super important in the history of all this stuff. So what LB has done here is layered, like as in Photoshop, layered the mobsters and the spies on top of each other and created it in this format that I think, you know, hasn't been done before, at least that I'm aware of. And it really brings the story to the forefront in a super interesting way. And I've only heard the first. I can't fucking wait to hear this thing. I'm really. Yeah. So you know, what is the first episode you about? We can't, like can we... I'm going to have to pay for this fucking Apple <laughs> thing to hear this damn thing and binge. Here. You are going to have to pay for yeah, it. And, and everyone should know. And I, not because I was intentionally looking for it, but we do have heroes each season. And two of our biggest heroes, one especially, and then one sort of a subplot hero in season one are women. Yeah. Ah. I think I know which one. I know on. one of them is. is so I think. I'm writing them back in. That's very. Oh, really? Oh, that's really interesting. You're going to bring them back in. That's amazing. And I'm also wondering what's going to happen later on tonight at your. At where are we here? Hang on a second. Down here. I want to know who's going to win in this. <laughs> uh, in the basement over here. Uh, there's going to be a legendary pool game or whatever it is you're playing tonight. I'm not there, but I'm sure it'll be fun. You're uh, <laughs> supposed to be here. I don't know where you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're stuck. You're stuck. Well, keep the camera up so I can at least see who wins. Who's the better pool player? Oh, me. 
No, of course you are. Good luck, uh, Greg. <laughs> my house. That's my full name. Okay. Um, All right. I've got to figure something out here just to quickly get back on. There you go. That's it for the show tonight. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Tuesday's really interesting. I've got all the money behind January the 6th. I've tracked it all down. Oh. We're going to unpack it for everybody. We haven't spoken about Prevail's podcast today, but it was amazing. It was really good. People have to check it out. It's about Maria Butina. I was blown away. I listened to that for like a good hour today. I think it might have been longer than I wanted to listen to this, to the actual series because it was so good, Greg. So people should check out your podcast, Prevail, and learn about Maria Butina's new podcast and that's it from us so thanks very much for joining us on narrative live this friday after show you can always uh check us out at or at or donate at patreon.com forward slash narrative i'm so terrible at doing these things or subscribe on youtube or on apple podcasts or other podcasts whichever podcast service you like and you guys have a lot of fun tonight i hope you have a blast and i am horribly jealous that i'm not there but i know you guys are gonna have a great time okay have a good thanks, night everybody thanks, good night. thanks everybody thanks everyone Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.